On today's Family Vacationer, I'm going to give you six ideas on how to pack more effectively for the family vacation. Episode 75 starts right now. Welcome to the Family Vacationer with Rob and Danny, Danny. the go-to podcast for families on the move. Hey friends, Rob here, and welcome to episode 75 of the Family Vacationer. If you enjoy the show, do us a huge favor and tell your family and friends about the podcast. Now, our last episode was a really interesting look at how your family can travel more mindfully and possibly happier. Highly recommend giving episode 74 a listen. Today, I'm going to tackle the subject of packing for the family vacation. Within your family, I'm betting you have family members with very different styles, maybe different paces for how they pack for the family vacation. In my family, for example, I'll start the packing process a week or even two weeks before the trip. Now, my wife and daughter, however, they don't even think about packing until several days, maybe even the night before the trip. And for me, those choices kind of bleed into the next phase of packing for a trip, and that's packing the car. Ideally, I'd prefer to have everything packed the day before that we leave just to cut down on the stress, you know, day of leaving, having to worry about packing and all that good stuff. I try to pack everything but the toiletries uh, that I can, although the way it works around our house, typically all the suitcases aren't ready until the day of. But in a perfect world, which none of us live in, but in a perfect world, I would have everything packed except the toiletries. We put those in the car and then we'd leave. Beyond when your family members pack, there's a subject of how you pack. Are you a heavy packer, including pieces of clothing that you probably won't need, but you take anyway? Are you the forgetful packer that always forgets at least one key piece of clothing, necessary clothing on every trip? I can remember two different trips. One trip, I don't think it was a vacation trip. I think it was actually a work trip. I didn't pack any socks. And then there was another trip that we were going on vacation. I didn't pack any underwear. So those are necessary things uh, that you need to pack. (laughs) So here is a short list of things to make packing for a trip a little easier. Now, some of these things may just seem like common sense, but they'll help lessen the stress, I promise. The first the first entry on my list is to make a list. I think it's good to make a master packing list that you can keep digitally and you just print it out for every trip. On this master list, you should include any medications every family member uh, takes. Now, to me, this is where starting the process of packing early has even more value. You have time to refill any prescriptions that you're out of and make sure to get the refill before you leave. Now, I don't think anyone wants the headache of trying to refill prescriptions at your vacation destination. I've done that before. It is a headache. It just, again, it just adds to the stress. Having that master list just makes it easy to check off boxes. Another reason to start the packing process earlier, uh, you can have the outfits that you want on your list and you'll have the time to find them, wash them, and pack them without having to do 10 loads of laundry the night before you're leaving. I don't think anybody wants to do that. This is a good opportunity to talk to the kids as well about what they're wanting to bring and put that on the list as well. It never seems to be the necessary items that take up the most uh, space in the car. It always seems to be, you know, 100 stuffed animals or games, all kinds of stuff like that. But one way to potentially cut down on the non-essentials is to let the kids know 
you get one backpack where you can put anything you want to take in it, but it's up to you on this trip. You got to keep up with it and you got to carry it everywhere and keep up with all the contents. I mean, again, who doesn't want 20 stuffed animals to come with you? Maybe 15 or 16 of those animals could stay behind and watch the house, right? And hey, if you want to get super fancy, you can even break out the schedule by day listing the tasks on your list of things to do. I'll leave that up to you and your own level of OCD as to how you, you know, how in-depth you want to get with your list. But I really do believe that making a packing list so you're not overwhelmed and forget something you might really need. Plus little things that are easy to forget like sunglasses, sunscreen. You don't want to buy that at your vacation destination because anything like that, I mean, sunscreen, goodness, in Florida costs a fortune. So just want to make sure that you have the little things on your list. Also, you want to have important documents, your insurance card, things like that. Um, and not just prescription medicine, but like ibuprofen, Tylenol, a thermometer, motion sickness uh, medicine in case anybody in the family gets motion sickness, hand sanitizer. Number two on my list is to cut down on colors, right? So cutting down on colors that you take and mixing and matching can really cut down the amount of luggage that you need to take. Now, for some of us, granted, that's easier than others. I am never going to be uh, confused with uh, uh, fashionista. You know, I'm, I've got my T-shirts and my shorts, and so mixing and matching shorts and T-shirts isn't really uh, that difficult, typically. Of course, one look around your resort, and you'll see it's, it still can be challenging for some people, but that's, that's a whole other story. Number three is shoes. I know I'm going to get in trouble here. Uh, and to be honest, I'm a bit divided internally on this as well for a very specific reason, but cutting down on the number of shoes that you can bring, that you bring can also go a long way in giving you more space in the packing department. Shoes are awkward to pack, right? They take up a lot more space than, than you'd like. Uh, it's also good to know your terrain. So if you're going to a place like, I don't know, Savannah, Georgia with cobblestone streets, I'm sure those heels would look fantastic, but you don't want to walk on cobblestone in heels. I promise you, it's not a pretty picture. Your feet will hate you, okay? The same is true about the people that wear flip-flops. I never ceases to amaze me the people that wear flip-flops walking all day at Disney. You're better than me. I cannot do that. I will get blisters all over my feet. And again, my feet hate me when I've, I've tried that before. It does not work well. Regardless. This is another plus for limiting the colors you, you bring. So hopefully it limits the, the number of shoes that you need to bring, right? That's the idea anyway. The caveat to this is I like to bring two pairs of sneakers on trips where I know I'm going to be doing a lot of walking. Uh, I'm not certain of the science behind it, if there is any, but I know in my head it makes me feel better when I'm changing shoes in between days, especially at a place like Disney. Again, I don't know what the science is, but I know that my feet feel better when I'm wearing one set of sneakers one day and then I change up for the next day. Number four on the list is towels. Um, okay, well, this is something that might seem a little silly, but it can save a lot of room. Towels take up a lot, especially beach towels, take up a lot of, of uh, room. They're notorious space wasters. So doing just a little bit of research and knowing if the resort that you're staying at provides towels to guests, that can be a huge help. Now, there have been times that my wife says, you know what, I'm taking our beach towels anyway because I, I just want to have them. I, you can't really argue with that. But 
doing that little bit of research and just knowing if they already provide them that that can that can save a lot of space. Number five is pack empty duffels. Now this isn't about saving space. This tip, this is one that I've learned the hard way. I'm all about creating more space, obviously, but you have to think about the return the return trip, souvenirs, dirty clothes. Whatever. Some vacations, we'll do laundry before we come back. So all, all we have to do when we get back is just pack away the clothes. But if we don't have access to laundry or we just don't want the headache of doing it while we're on vacation, we'll just stuff it in the suitcase. It's one of those facts of life that the same laundry you fit in your suitcase going on your vacation never seems to fit the same for your return you've got the same amount of clothes going down and coming back. It doesn't fit in the suitcase. I don't know. It's just good to have those extra duffels so that you have extra, extra room to pack things like souvenirs, or if you just want a separate bag to, to put your dirty clothes in, just good to have those if you need them. All right. Number six, this is one that I found as I was researching this and this topic, and it's something we quite frankly, haven't tried this yet, but we're going to try it next week when we go on vacation and that's packing by person by day. So <clears throat> here's, here's what the con here's the concept. So instead of, you know, each person having their own suitcase and in my case, my kids, you know, they'll open the suitcase, they'll tear through it to find socks. They'll tear through it again to find underwear or shorts or whatever. And so they just leave a mess. But if you get those oversized Ziploc baggies, and you put an entire outfit in one baggie and label it whatever day you want to wear it. You just pick them up out of your suitcase and you're ready to go. Now, obviously, depending on the age of the child, you'll want to get their buy-in on the outfits that you're bringing to make sure that this actually is effective. If they, if they pull it out and go, oh, I'm not wearing that. Uh, obviously, that's not going to help you. Uh, and I have no idea from one day to the next what my 11-year-old will think is cool or ugly, it seems to change from day to day. So getting them to pick out what they want to wear will definitely make this tip even more effective. And it also cut down on the clutter of them tearing through their suitcases. So I love this. Now, that's my short little list. But uh, since we're headed to Disney next week, I wanted to do like a, a very top level overview of some packing tips for Disney. I know that you've seen countless packing lists for Disney. There are thousands and thousands of them out there. I'm actually working on one for my clients and I know my agency has one as well. Uh, but there are several things that I think are, are just really important. My very first trip to Disney using a travel agent, she suggested several things that we still do to this day. And here's, here's a quick list ponchos. So it doesn't rain all that often, it seems, when we're on a Disney vacation. But uh, it's good to have a poncho, even if you're one of those people that, you know, everybody else wants to ride a wet ride, you don't want to get wet, that's a good reason to use a poncho. If you wait until you get to Disney to buy them, you will regret that. <laughs> I went on Amazon and I purchased a whole package of different sized family-friendly ponchos had kid sizes, adult sizes. I think there were 25 in total for the price of one Disney poncho that you'll buy in the park. Now, granted, it doesn't have Mickey Mouse on it. It doesn't say Disney parks. I don't care. I, you know, it's 25 for the price of one. I'll take that all day. Another thing, first aid kits. 
doesn't this is not exclusive to Disney, but I think it's very necessary for Disney. Now, what I do, you can buy a prepackaged a prepackaged first aid kit, and that's fine. What I do is I get an old shaving kit bag and I put things like Neosporin, Band-Aids, Ibuprofen, uh, any motion sickness pills that we might need if we've got somebody that needs those. And the most necessary thing ever at Disney World for me, and I think other people as well, and that's moleskin. If you're unfamiliar with moleskin, it's something that you can put on your foot where you have a blister that helps mitigate the pain and the discomfort caused from walking in the parks. Life savers. If you've never brought those with you, you will thank me. Your feet will thank me. I also bring some hydration tablets just because I've always had hydration issues and that Florida sun is no joke. So I put some of those in there as well. And you can, you can tailor that to whatever your family might need. Number three. All right. Now this is something my wife made fun of me for doing the first time I did it. This was a suggestion of the travel agent that we used. And she said, go buy, go to Dollar General and buy a three to $4 light up bubble gun. Now I've mentioned several times, I think on the show about this process when I, when I came back to my wife and I'm like, I'm going to go buy a bubble gun at, at Dollar General for the trip. She's looking at me like I'm crazy. Well, she did that until we were at Magic Kingdom and the sun went down and those dadgum light up toy carts come out and my son pitched a fit to have one of those light up bubble guns. Well, what did dad do? Dad reaches in the bag, pulls out one of those light up bubble guns and his face lit up and he was perfectly happy. Again, my $4 light up bubble gun versus the Disney one, which was, I think, $24 at the time. And that was 10 to 12 years ago. So no telling exactly how much that, and actually it was probably like seven years ago, but still no telling what it costs now. So that is something to think about if you have younger kids. Uh, another thing, we always get to the resorts way before check-in. Doesn't matter if we're driving or flying, we always get there early. So what we do is we pack an extra bag and put our swim trunks and whatever we might need for the pool in a separate bag so that we can check all of our luggage in with Disney at the resort because they'll put it in your room when your room's ready. And then we just take our bag our you know, the, the bag for the pool and we change into our swim trunks and we just have a great day at the pool. Now this is something you can do regardless of where you travel. This is another one that's not exclusive to Disney, uh, but it definitely does work at Disney, especially because you know, they'll put your, they'll put your luggage in your room when it's ready that way, you don't have to go digging through your suitcase to find your bathing suit. You've got everything ready, and you just you just make a trip to the pool, and you're just having a good time. Now, this time at Disney, we're going to do something a little different. Uh, we're playing something called foot golf on that first day. So it is played on a golf course. The holes are much bigger, but it is golf played with soccer. So for my soccer-loving family, this, this should be fun. Uh, we're definitely going to put up some video on Instagram and on YouTube. So you can share that experience. I'm not going to be filming. I'm going to be filming. I'm not going to be being filmed. I don't know if anyone needs to see me pulling a hammy or whatever's going to go along with that. My daughter and my, my son are going to kill us on the course there, but uh, we'll definitely put that up so you guys can enjoy it with us. Uh, number five is a absolute necessity phone chargers. You've got to take those into the park with you, your phone is the workhorse of a Disney vacation. 
It unlocks your door. It contains your park passes. It's entertainment when you're standing in one of those Disney lines. These phones get a workout, and you do not want them dying on you. You can you can buy a charger in the park. They are expensive, so it's just better to bring your own. We bring several, put them in the backpack that we take, charge them up overnight, and take them in the park. Those are just a few things that are that I think are super necessary. By no means is that an exhaustive list, but I think it it, it pushes you a little further down the happy road there to make sure you have those things. With the exception of the light-up toys, just about all those things that, that we talked about there in that little Disney list are useful on any vacation, but especially true at the House of the Mouse. So hopefully you found something here on, on, on this short little episode that will, help making, that will help make your packing for your next trip just a little easier. That is going to do it for this week's show. Make sure that you stick with us. In the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk to Danny about his anniversary trip to Hilton Head Island, and then we're going to review this family trip to Disney World. So stick with us. Thank you for listening to The Family Vacationer. Make sure and subscribe to hear more of Rob and Danny.